The place looked creepy, and it raised goose flesh up and down Rowan's arms. Will you just quit it? Next you'll be believing in ghosts and fairy tales. Be rational for once, Rowan. So, when she came around the corner and looked at the flagstone front walk, weeds forcing up through the stones and drifts of fallen leaves lying dry and whispering to either side, she was completely unprepared for what she saw. A sleek black van was parked on the front walk, its windows blind with privacy tinting. There was a faint smell of ozone, and flickering candlelight shone out of the broken windows on the first floor. She contemplated this for a second before someone stepped out the front door, making the rickety porch groan. Rowan ducked back so the overgrown hedge hid her from view. What on earth is going on here? She looked down at her cell phone tucked in her hand. Her purse, clutched against her other side, shifted a little bit. Instinct insisted she hide, and it was so clear and unavoidable her heart began to pound. She'd only felt it two or three times in her life, but each time it had proved valuable. Whatever was going on there was likely to be uncomfortable, dangerous, or both. Most likely, both. I'm going to take another look, she decided, just to see if I should call the police. Who knows, maybe someone's bought the old wreck. But the chill touching her nape mocked her. Who would buy this place? It had stood empty for at least 20 years, even though urban development was going on all around it. Rowan peeked around the hedge. Candlelight still flickered in the windows. She heard the faint echo of footsteps and a low, indistinct murmur of voices. Someone scuffed on the other side of the van. Rowan's heart leapt into her mouth. She thought of retreating, but she hesitated, curiosity and civic duty warring with caution. Hello there, someone said, very low, almost whispering. Rowan jumped guiltily. A shadow slid out from behind the van. Her dark, adapted eyes made him out to be a man, taller than her, dressed in a hip-length coat and a pair of jeans. He had both his hands up, like people on TV did when the police had them at gunpoint. Don't be frightened, he said. I won't hurt you. That was strange enough to nail her in place for a few more seconds. Clutching her purse under one arm and her cell phone in her other hand, she searched through all the words she knew. None seemed applicable. Hi, she settled for. This must seem really strange to you. Well, we're out here in the middle of the night, so maybe we're the strange ones. Nice and calm, as if they weren't standing in front of an abandoned house. You wondered what was going on? Well, yeah. Look, this house is a fire trap, and it's abandoned. High school kids play around in here, and it's not safe. So I thought I should check it out. He nodded. We're investigators, and electric flashlights will interrupt our equipment. And if we worked during the day, there'd be a whole bunch of gawkers. He stood stock still. Rowan could make out dark hair cut short and the glitter of eyes. Gawkers? Like me? Rowan had the totally inappropriate urge to giggle madly. Look, this is awfully weird. I know. A shadow of amusement in his voice. You should hear us trying to explain this line of work to our mothers. 
What did you say you were investigating? She asked carefully. I didn't, but I'll tell you. We're parapsychology investigators. We're attached to the University of... That was enough for Rowan. She backed up, goose flesh rippling all the way down her back and spilling down her legs, prickles of chill running along her skin, chill and a type of electricity that made her entire body tighten. Oh, I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. Hey, wait a second, he began, but she bolted. She ran down the driveway, clutching her purse and her cell phone, made it through the ramshackle gate and halfway down the block, her heart pounding and her side aching, a stitch grabbing all the way from her left hip almost up to her shoulder.